How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 32 Chapter 1 This is Season 32 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Episode 1. In this episode, we will be talking about the manifestation of orthogonal, decontextualizing thought. In the last few seasons, we have talked a great deal about how when you take some experience, and through exegesis of that experience, eliminate the personal, decontextualize it, and produce some product of exegesis, it preserves some tension in the experience, but discards the personal aspects of the experience. The idea was that this decontextual thought radiates outward, while the personal components are appropriated according to social reinforcement. In effect, what we're talking about is a kind of deconstruction of an experience into two components, one, tension, two, personal. The tension radiates outward, the personal is appropriated by those with social reinforcement. I would like to describe the nature of that radiation. Fundamentally, decontextualizing thought, that is, removing the personal from the experience, is only part of the process of that radiation. The secondary component of the decontextual thought is the projection of that thought upon the other. At its most bare, decontextualizing thought must be combined with a projected manifestation. The separation of the personal from the experience entails the projection of the impulses upon the other, or rather, the returning of what are appropriated impulses to the corresponding originators of those impulses. In effect, it is as if one is removing one's own inhibited impulses and redirecting them to those with greater social reinforcement. Each and every decontextualizing thought finds its genesis in some exchange between two actors. The nature of this exchange is that for some reason particular to those two individuals, it represents a personal entanglement, a pre-existing bond. Decontextualizing thoughts start out as thoughts which comprise true feeling, authentic emotion, which is stripped through the decontextualization process. The personal aspect of the experience is appropriated by some other third party, not present, while the tension comprising that decontextualizing thought is projected back into the other. Now, in our podcast entitled Many Layered Reality, we talked about how each of the various plates of meaning represents a separate narrative. Every expressive action, of the face, voice, posture, hands and spatial location, tells a different narrative, of a different reality. That is to say, each narrative expressed by each of the various plates is a complete narrative, a dialogue between those participating. They may be talking about the weather, or one's personal take on stoicism, but the key point is that every expressive action of each of the plates independently is part of a dialogue between the individuals involved. They are all nested in the top layer, which is the expressed meaning of the participants, which is manifest in the narrative we all share consciously. Now, just as the narratives of the five spatial plates represent distinct narratives, the narrative or dialogue expressed by a decontextualizing thought generates a dialogue between individual social actors within your non-consensuality. That is to say, it plugs the holes in your consensuality created by outs. Let me give you an example. Suppose you are seated in a restaurant and you generate some orthogonal thought chain. You decontextualize, through exegesis some experience, to produce some product of exegesis. The tension in that restaurant begins to rise, and you decide to access an out, so to speak. That is, 
you attempt to leave the restaurant. You go outside, but outside, by the door, is a group of people, just in earshot, which you can hear discussing your decontextualizing thought, or the work product of your exegesis. Your desire was to smoke a cigarette, to be alone, but you cannot because of this group of people in the smoking area. Thus, the tension which you sought to avert by leaving the restaurant, finding an out, is maintained within the new context. All of this is to say that, orthogonal thought chains, decontextualizing thoughts, generate dialectical reactions, but they do so within your non-consensuality, displaced from the location where the experience occurred. Orthogonal thoughts may penetrate the unconsciousnesses of people directly proximate, but they only do for a time, before the system generates a polar dialectical result. Thus, the convolution of thought pursuant to decontextualization is limited, the outs being reoriented to the expression of a non-consensual dialectical reaction at some later time. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.